Today's podcast is brought to you by the Curtain Jerks Podcast, the funniest wrestling podcast on the internet, full of sketches, improv comedy, and interviews with real WWE impact and other wrestlers. To check out their stuff, go to soundcloud.com slash curtain jerks. Make sure to leave comments. Enjoy. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson, and joining Miss as uh, joining me as always. I said joining Miss oh, as always. Yeah, you were trying to say me and us at the same time. I was, wasn't I? But there is no us. There is no us. There's only Zool. <laughs> there's is only Zool. Well, there is Phil, the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Hey, we still uh, Jordan is still uh, on sabbatical. Jordan is is still not here. That is correct. Yep. Still. Uh, Fixing microphones all across the country, and we wish you nothing but, hey, but good feelings, Hey, do you think he's Jordan. been listening to the podcast? You know, I do wonder about that. Yeah. I mean, it would be ironic if he wasn't. I mean, he's so busy with all these microphones. Right. But if he was out there listening to all of this other stuff through microphones, so much so that he was unable to listen to the podcast. That would be sad. Aw. But it? you know what's weird to think about? What's that? Uh, he's probably has headphones on while he's fixing microphones. Right. So it's kind of like... He's listening to something coming from a microphone while yeah. he's fixing a microphone. I'd like to think it's it's like he's here with us now. Somewhere yeah. out there, he's looking up at the same night sky and the same stars with the same headphones on his ears, just like he was here d- doing this with us. Oh, like an immigrant. <laughs> yes. Yes. Somewhere out there, Jordan's fixing my. We should probably do a sports con- podcast now. <laughs> Instead yeah. of recapping an American tale. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update. Brought to you by... Manziel's put your man boobs into Manziel today. Johnny Manziel wins starting job in Cleveland. Woot woot. Sub-headline, uh, this is not a headline from three years ago. Oh, it's a headline from today. It's a headline from today. Long seen as the heir apparent to the quarterback position. Yeah. Not so much because he was any good, but because there was pretty much nobody else. But because football's his middle name. Indeed. Johnny Manziel has been dubbed the starter for the rest of the year by Mike Pettin, head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, heavy Pettin. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as you may remember, the last time we were talking about Johnny Manziel, we were recapping how he and the Browns lost 30-10. to That's a big loss. Yeah, to the Cincinnati Bengals, who at the time were undefeated. Uh, and that Johnny saved for one ninety-two yard uh, touchdown drive. Maybe it didn't look that great. Sure. So you know what they should do uh, if that happens? Make him the permanent starter. Right. Well, no. They've clearly said we're going to watch one more game here. We're going to get a little more information about all that's going on. All right. And then, then we're going to make a decision about. Cautious. Whether or not we're make it. I yeah. see. Yeah. So uh, when they played the Pittsburgh Steelers this last Sunday, they lost. 30 to 9. Yay! Yeah. Oh, boo! And yet, somehow, came out of this one deciding that Johnny Manziel was going to become their permanent starter. Hey, you know that guy who keeps making us lose? That's the man for the job. Yeah, indeed. Now, to be fair, Johnny Manziel went 33 for 45 for 372 yards passing with only one interception. That's really good, though, right? Yeah. Along with uh, a touchdown, which came in the fourth quarter. They didn't get a, a two point conversion. Oh, so six points. Yeah. Uh, Aha, I know sports. There you go. 
Now, uh, some would say that this is a sign that Johnny Manziel has matured as a player and is ready to step into his long, long, long-awaited role as the starting quarterback and the savior of the Cleveland franchise. But what would you say, Joel? One could also uh, observe the fact that the Who Cleveland is this Browns, one? Yeah, one one might. One uh, one could observe that the Cleveland Browns at 2-8 and eight have potentially decided that they are not going to make the playoffs this year. Sure. Have a pretty terrible team. Sure. And therefore might as well get a look at Johnny Manziel, who may be with the team next year, unlike Josh McCown, who's... At best, an adequate journeyman who's bounced around the league for his entire career. Is that his Final Fantasy class? The adequate journeyman? I mean, probably not. I think most people would say that he's a bad journeyman who's bounced around the league for many years. But if I'm being generous, it's possible that he's adequate. Okay. So he's like Taloon the Merchant from Dragon Warrior 4. Yes, exactly. An Uh analogy that I understand... Very well, Phil. Yes. Welcome to my world and <laughs> yes. what you and Jordan talk about Again, all the time. I don't like this. I really like Jordan back. I as know. As soon well, as possible. We have the advantage in numbers at that point. If you right. start talking about video games or professional wrestling, we can rein things back in. That's true. Yeah. But hey, uh, Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Right? So he's going to play the last, what, four games of the season? They'll have six games remaining. Six games of the season? So if they're not going to make the playoffs, if they're already big duds and the team's not going to go anywhere, why not just put all your losers in? Who cares? You're not going to make it anyways. Help them get better. I mean, that's a good argument, but what you'd want is your losers with potential, you know? Why? Well, because every time somebody's on the field, there's a chance they're going to get injured. That's... That's actually a fair point. So put in all of your losers. Get some fans from the crowd. Just yeah. say, hey, suit up, this buckaroo. Would, the other argument would be that it would be really difficult to get back your season ticket holders next year if you actually sent out nothing but scrubs for the remainder of the season. Yeah, they don't want no scrubs. They might argue, hey, why should I pay perfectly good money for these tickets when you're clearly not even making an effort to win? Uh, because people aren't there to watch the game. They're there to eat hot dogs and nachos and drink beer. And I, I got to say, honestly, very it's it's very unfortunate for the, the fans of the Cleveland Browns and any Cleveland sports, really. But they are actually there to watch the game. Wow. And Good. In the, the Cement s- City, Cleveland, <laughs> Ohio. Boom. That has been Johnny Manziel. Update, watch, update. Johnny Manziel, update, watch, update, brought to you by... Manziel's, put your man boobs in a Manziel today. Okay, uh, what do we got in the podcast this week? We Phil? have Holly Holm. Holly Holm, correct. Yep. New new uh, well, belt holder. It would have been nice if I'd looked up precisely which belt it is. I think, bantamweight. I think it's bantamweight. Yeah. Bantamweight belt holder. Uh, Kick out snot out of Ronda yeah. Rousey. That was just a pow in the day. And, and really beat her up pretty good in the round before that. So. Sure. I watched a lot of GIFs of it. Yes. That's how I take in my media. Honestly, that's not a bad way to watch an MMA fight. No, it's not. <laughs> it moves really fast and it's funny. And There's usually like six loops. or seven good GIFs. Yeah. yeah. And then, then you're done. I did. I watched all the gifts of it, and it uh, looks like she took a, a wallop to the head. She did, indeed. But Holly Holm didn't. She was in charge Holly of the whole Holm match. Holly Holm looked good, and she's here on the podcast not to clear the air. No, th- she she doesn't have any air to she's clear. She's got no air to clear. She's, she's a champ. in control of her air as um, a champion. That first ever. Somebody who just, uh, there's no air to clear, there's just air. Yeah. I, I want to say we, yeah, we've never had a guest who's coming here 
in a position of of success. Right. It's just not happened. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, and let's see. We we will have news, news, news. Yeah. And then that's probably it. Nope. We got a wide world of weird sports. Goddamn right we do. But first, let's listen to news, news, news. <laughs> News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Ronda Rousey gets knocked the F out. The F? The F. The F, you say? Subheadline. Couldn't finish that word because I was still groggy from getting knocked the F out. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So in the fight that everybody was watching, mm. uh, including uh, a whole bunch of, of ardent feminists who just recently discovered that they love MMA. Sure. Yeah. Because, because Ronda, Ronda is Rousey, their hero. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they got a pretty good display of fighting technique that they were probably not looking for, but got anyway. Right. Called as, kick to the temple. Exactly. Uh, as Holly Holm, who's yep. going to be our guest a little bit Holly later. Holm. Holly That's Holm. how she's announced to the ring every time. Absolutely. Uh, the octagon. The octagon. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean the ring. Early in the second round. Now, if you watch the fight, Phil, mm. it was a clinic. I watched it in GIFs. Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. Yep. Holly Holm, uh, significantly taller than Ronda Rousey, yep. and used her height and extra wingspan and strong striking ability. She had wings, too? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. She's a really bird unfair. person, like the young adult yeah. novel series Maximum Ride by James A lot of people James kept Madison. saying, yeah, if, if only she had not spent so much time flying above Ronda Rousey, right. it would have been harder to and kick her in the head. And just spitting on her yeah. down below. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, Ronda Rousey's a grappler. Right? Yeah. She gets you in the ground. She puts you in her arm bar. Yeah. yeah, that's her signature move. She was unable to really do any grappling with Holly Holm, who kept mm. her on at a distance and punched her in the face a bunch of times. Oof. Bunch of straight lefts uh, and even an elbow here and there. So Ronda Rousey was beaten and bloodied with a huge split lip before the round even started. Yikes. And then proceeded to lose her balance, get up, not pay enough attention, and get kicked right in the face. Oh. oh. Right in the face, Phil. Yeah, she did not look great after that match. It looked like yeah. she just got beaten up by someone bigger than her. Not at all. Those That's always a sad moment, too, because you can sort of tell, like, she's, she's recovering from... Yeah. Getting, you know, knocked out. Yeah. And then she's also slowly, as she realizes, like, things like, oh, where am I? Yeah. Who am I? And, like, one by one, as those come in, you can see the realization coming over her face. Like, oh, and I lost. Yeah. Damn it. I've got a story about that. Yeah, okay. I don't like TMZ. Right? No, who would? I think they're a bunch of pieces of shit, and I'd say it to all of their faces, yes. all the way down to the PAs. Hate Completely them all, Completely right? worthless sight. Worthless, right? They did, uh, so they do the TMZ live show, and every once in a while I'm watching the channel that's on, yeah. like the night before, and then when I turn on the TV, that's what's on. And one time when I caught a small snippet of it, they, uh, Ronda Rousey was going through the airport, and she yeah. had her face covered, yeah. because she didn't want people to like take pictures of her face, and there was a bunch of commentators on TMZ talking about like what a bad fighter she is, because she's like... So what? You lost. Now you won't even let us take a picture of her face. And like, oh, you think you're such a feminist. You think you're so tough. Like, boxers will let them take a picture of their face. I just thought it was a really shitty angle on that story. I have a massive money-making idea here, Phil. Okay, let's let me, hear let it. Let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. How much money would you pay yeah. to see all of the people who work for TMZ in their shitty show Yeah. have to spend three rounds in the octagon with Ronda Rousey. Do you remember that show that used to be on MTV where they get an MMA fighter to beat up a school bully? 
I don't remember that. It was a pretty That's uh, a pretty great impressive show. show. They would show what a bully this kid is, and then yeah. they would have... They would offer for him to fight uh, and then pay him a certain amount of money for how long he'd last. And they get a bully in the ring and just get the crap kicked out of him. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, it was a pretty good show. I'll say this is one better, though, because I've seen the people who work at TMZ. Yeah. They're not exactly physical specimens. Sure, They're all no. pretty thin, you can tell, because they're uh, uh, shallow and... And, and assholes. Uh, they're assholes. And assholes. Yeah. But that's the thing. You put them in there with Rousey, I think she's going to kick the living shit out of them. Yeah. I would say that if you put them in there with almost anyone in America, yeah. they kick the shit out of them. Right. They'd and be like, case, fuck that guy in his coffee yeah. cup with the straw. Yes, the people, yeah, coffee cup with the straw and the gall to criticize Ronda Rousey's yeah. ability as a fighter. Boo. So I think, there we have it. Next big TV show, Ronda Rousey kicking the shit out of people from TMZ. No, I want to see him kick the shit out of the person who does the voice for TMZ. The, this week on TMZ, whoa, Ronda Rousey. I don't watch oh. enough TMZ to know who I want to kill that voice. Don't you? That voice is horrible. Lions win in Green Bay. What? They did. The Lions won at Lambeau Field. I don't know the relevance of this. Okay. The Lions have not won at Lambeau Field since 1991. Well, that's uh, 24 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It has been 24 years. I believe 26 consecutive losses because there was a couple of playoff losses in there, too. Right. Uh, it's been pretty bad. In the lead up to this game, uh, Aaron Rodgers was uh, asked about it. He tried yeah. to do the classic quarterback thing where he deftly you know, tried to be ma uh, magnanimous about all of it and said, sure. hey, I think things just fell our way the last 20 times or whatever it is. Sure. Which what ultimately yeah, winds up being incredibly patronizing. Yeah. And yet totally factual. Uh, I, I think I figured it out. What's so that? there's probably a Packers fan who tried to bring a goat into the stadium and they went, no, you can't have your goat in here. And he goes, yeah. well, then the Green Bay Packers will never win beat this the Lions in Lambeau Field again. Certainly a few things that are not boating well karma-wise for the Packers. And sure. by the way, the Lions very nearly fucked it up. Oh. Like, they were they were up eight points late. They let the, they let the Packers score a touchdown with almost no time on the clock. Yes. And the Packers missed the two-point conversion. Then the Lions failed to recover the onside kick and only won after Mason Crosby missed a field goal. Uh, so, you know, the Lions did everything they could. But here's the thing. Two things that point towards bad karma for the Packers fans. The first being that in the moment of silence yeah. held for the victims of the Paris shooting Oof. prior to the game, one Packers fan yelled out so loudly that it was audible on the field, Muslims suck. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, Prompted no. a comment from Aaron Rodgers after the game. Oh, Specifying geez. that he did not feel like that was a good way to go. That's an exceptionally loud voice, too, if they were able to... That's yeah. Such a big stadium. Yeah, as, as a loud voice myself, I'm, I'd be... If it weren't for such a terrible comment, a part of me would have to give him props. Was that you? It was, it was not me. I was okay. not in Green Bay. Uh, the... The second thing the uh, would be that uh, there has been now on social media and, and other stuff, a lot of comments from a lot of Packers fans who seem to believe that the reason the Packers have lost their last three games, including mm. one of the Lions, who I can confirm are completely terrible. Sure. Is because of his relationship with Olivia Munn. Oh. They have labored, labeled her some sort of succubus that has no, taken away the football on. energy of, of, of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Olivia Munn is a lovely woman. Lovely is an understatement. Yeah. She's 
utterly gorgeous but you and can't, really funny. You can't blame somebody's lack of... Like, oh, if well, anything, being with a lovely woman makes you cockier in the sure. testosterone. Well, there is the, the long-standing myth with regards to, you know, one... One gets, you know, uh, weak knees when you've had sex too recently. Boxers would go months of celibacy trying to make themselves really? harder and tougher. Oh, yeah. Boxers? There's there's no truth to this, but, uh, no. but it's long been understood that way. But a lot of Packers fans, citing an Olivia Munn interview where she said she tries to have sex as often as possible, but that it's a no-fly zone on Sundays because Aaron's got to concentrate in the game. Sure. The thing is, that was like two years ago, and they've yeah. been married for some time. Sure. Presumably having sex the whole time. And nobody God had much to damn. say. Aaron Rodgers. If only. Because uh, she is, again, like, I don't mean to objectify her, but I have little choice in my mind. She's an incredibly stunning woman. Yeah. Head to toe. Lovely. Unbelievable. Yeah. But, you know, the Packers started the season 6-0. and Yeah. Were they not banging? Did did Aaron? No, they were banging. Did Aaron somehow fall off the wagon Look, and suddenly even, start having even sex? People with who are having sex wagon? with supermodels have a bad day at football, right? Yeah, you would think that'd be the case, but so it goes. So it goes. Joining us now on the podcast, the MMA bantamweight belt holder. The one and only Holly Holm. Hi, Joel. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for being on the podcast, yes, of course. Holly. It's uh, my it's, pleasure. It's great to have you uh, fresh off uh, a huge win for you. Look, beating... no bruises. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and and congratulations to you in one hell of a fight. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Looks uh, like you... it was a good fight. Executing your strategy perfectly. We both went in there. We both went in swinging, and I just came out uh, victorious. I did a lot of training. I I don't think she landed more than a couple shots, and you, 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 that that straight left was was hot. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Now I'm the new uh, I'm the new bantamweight champion. Yes, absolutely. You got I got Ronda's old belt. Yep, I I got Ronda's old belt. I've got Ronda's current life now. I'm the new Ronda Rousey. Me, Holly Holm. Yeah, I mean, imagine me. Imagine me, small town girl, now the new Ronda Rousey. It's pretty impressive. It, it is pretty impressive. You, yep. New Ronda Rousey is in the the new belt holder. But yep. so what's 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 next? Uh, well, the first thing that I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to show up in the 2012 uh, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. You're gonna, I'm sorry, you're gonna you're, you're gonna appear in a magazine from three years ago. Yeah, I mean that was really how Ronda Rousey broke into the scene. So uh, once she yeah. was a champion, they just they well, put her in the. So. She broke into the scene by being a great fighter. And no, sure, sure, she sure. A new but, level of fame know, for being now incredibly it's now high, it's Holly's but, turn. It's Holly's turn to be in the 2012. Swimsuit oh, edition, so... I, I see what you're saying. I mean, a lot of things are going to come with you being the new champ, but I don't think you're going to retroactively be able to be in the 2012 swimsuit well, edition. Well, you know, Ronda was able to do it, and sure. she was the bantamweight champion, well, I mean, she, so now it's my turn. It now I'm going to just get right in the there, time, and I'm going to be... I'm gonna be in the uh, I'm gonna be in the Sports Illustrated 2012. Maybe you'll just edition. be in like the 2016 edition. Yeah, I'll be topless. I'll be pushing my breasts against the ground. I'll be lifting my buttocks ever so slightly. I will be, be the, uh, pretty happy to see that. Hey. <laughs> it's a little awkward hey, for me to say that with you right I'll here kick, in the room. I will isn't kick it? you in the temple, and and that will, will hurt kick you a lot. right in the temple. There's really no question that you could beat the living snot out of me. Sure. Uh, well, okay. So other than uh, your your swimsuit edition dreams, what uh, what else is coming up? You got any you know fights planned? What do you what do you think you're gonna do with your your newfound fame? Yeah. Uh, so uh, my family, uh, I'm gonna spend some time with my family. Okay, sometimes yeah. sometimes we get into little scuffles. <laughs> yeah. Yep, my my mother Anna Maria Demars and my father Ron Rousey. Sometimes uh, we get into scuffles. I mean, Anna Maria Demars, the 
famed judo champion yeah. and mother of Ronda Rousey. Right, and I'm the new Ronda Rousey, so there's my parents now. Oh, we we get a, we get along pretty well, but sometimes it gets pretty yeah. rough. I think I, they expect uh, a lot of me. I think I see where this is going, and and you know you do get to you have the belt now. You're the new champ, but you don't you don't like take over the entirety of ronda rousey's life right no i'm not taking over the entirety of her life i mean i can't really go back to being 11 where my mom trained me in judo oh wait i think i just did <laughs> i don't i don't think you did at I all i think i did i think that's not that's that, that's just not true well when i'm 17 i'm gonna qualify for the 2004 olympic games in athens that's that's I'm the youngest that's, judoka in the entire clearly game. and specifically ronda rousey she just just missed out on a on a medal that year yeah Right, just, but I'm gonna just miss out in a medal okay. that year. Well, if anything, that's I mean, you're you're a former boxer. You have a lot of sort of your own accolades that yeah. you should be maybe focused. Oh, on. Oh, sure, I'm very proud of my accolades. I still I still hold those very dearly, like um being in the Entourage movie. You, you, okay, first of all, that's not an accolade. That's yeah. that's a tremendous shame. Nope, but in that, that experience, I'm be and right also, in there. that really wasn't you. That was Ronda Rousey, and I don't think there's any way that you can go back and in the movie now uh, i remember one mr steven spielberg uh in et taking out all the guns and putting in walkie talkies why can't they take out a ronda rousey and put in a new ronda rousey okay uh so you're suggesting that you you please call me ronda <laughs> i don't i don't think i'm gonna do call that. me ronda rousey all of this is a very call me ronda rousey I'm, i don't think i should look me in the eye and call me ronda rousey see now i'm, I'm worried gonna that you're gonna, you right you're gonna kick me right, right in the, in the face temple. if i don't do it so right in the uh, temple ronda rousey yes that's my name don't wear mm. it out haha <laughs> Uh, here's the thing. I think you're sort of you're doing like the single white female thing, but for that's racist. Okay, that that's not. It's, it's a it's a movie in which somebody sort of takes over somebody else's life, and I'm sort of worried that that's that's kind of what's happening here. I'm worried well, to point this out because I think it's possible that you're going to kick me in the face as as a result. But you know what? Uh, I'm really excited for what's that? Uh. I'm really excited for uh, when I get to uh, be on WWE in August 2014. Okay, that's yep. That's an I get to be on SummerSlam. I'll get to be on SummerSlam, and um, and then I, I get to be uh, in the remake of Roadhouse that's coming out next year, and that's going to be good. See, that and, um, is a not going to happen, but b the most realistic thing that you've suggested thus far because that is something that is yet to happen. I don't think. Even if you were to completely take over Ronda Rousey's life, you couldn't possibly take over the things that have already happened, Holly. I once Ronda, dated I mean, UFC fighter Brendan Schwab. It's, see, you should be careful with that because if that's a real thing, then I imagine the real Ronda Rousey is going to be pretty upset about that. Oh, what's she going to do? Not kick me in the temple? Okay, that's... Listen, here's here's the thing. Yeah. It's possible that Ronda losing was actually really good for this sport for precisely the reason that she was getting the lion's share of attention for all of female MMA. Like, here's a chance for you to sort of step into the limelight in your own respect and be your own person and show everyone that, like, there's a lot of very talented female fighters who, who all deserve our respect. Temple kick. Oh, yeah. Ronda Rousey does it again. Who's it? Who is that? Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue.co. That's T-S-U dot co. It's the only social media site that pays you to post. So make sure to sign up through Sue.co slash sports the number three podcast where you will get paid to post. And when you post, we get a little something too. So go to TSU.co slash sports number three podcast to support this podcast. And now it's time for another wide world of weird 
Wide World of Weird Sports. What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, nerd. Um, like the, like a a nerd. Nerd. Like like a person who's more intellectually oriented. In baseball statistics, nerd. A wink towards the mnemonic narration, exposition, reflection, description is a quantitative measure of expected aesthetic value. Holy shit. Yeah. I've never even heard of this. Yep. Nerd was originally created by Carson Kistuli as part of a project exploring the art of sabermetrics research. The art of sabermetrics research? Yeah. Apparently there's an art to it, too. <laughs> I, I, I care about aesthetic. There's probably at least a couple people named art who have calculators and are total nerds. There could be. But, but I don't know that it's, it's fair to... Okay, keep going. I'm, I'm the, intrigued. Uh, the original nerd formula only took into account the pitcher's expected performance, while the current model factors in the uh, in the entire team's performance. I'm, I'm, I'm totally unclear what that even meant. Uh, it means that now they don't just look at pictures, they look at everybody. Yeah. And the okay. model of nerd. History! History! The premise of nerd was developed in Castulli's piece, Why We Watch, in which he establishes the five reasons that baseball continues to captivate the American imagination from game to game. What a, what a wonderful title. Yep, exactly. Short, snappy... <laughs> It works. Uh, pitching mashups, statistically notable uh, or otherwise compelling players, rookies and debuts, seasonal context, and quality of broadcast. <laughs> yep. How did how did he quantify quality of broadcast? B- using nerd. <laughs> using nerd. Uh, fellow sabermetricians, Rob Nyer, who had collaborated with Castulli in this piece, wrote, The only thing missing is a point system that would let us put a number on each game. And on June 2nd, 2010, Castulli unveiled the nerd pitching formula. Oh my god. Yep. Nerd pitching. Here we go. Let's dive in. Let's do this. (laughs) Nerd pitching tries to determine which pitchers will be the most aesthetically appealing to watch for a baseball fan and is both a historical and predictive statistic. Oh my god! Yep, the, is this too only baseball for you? Even no, no. It's just it, the basic premise here is that pretty they're, they're, they wanted to try and express how the artistic aesthetics of baseball and sabermetrics are joyful to them. Yeah, and completely missing the point, they opted to do that by trying to create a single metric by which to judge it, which is the most like math nerdy and like sad not connecting with humanity thing that I've ever seen in my entire life. Sure. Uh the nerd formula uses a player standard deviations from the mean, the weighted Z score mm. of the dips statistic, xfip, expected <laughs> fielding independent pitching. Yeah. Swinging strike percentage, overall strike percentage, and the differential between the pitcher's ERA and xfip. To determine a quantitative value for each pitcher. Looks a little something like this. P-nerd equals XFIPZ (laughs) times 2 plus SWSTRK percentage, or that's probably the swinging strike percentage, divided by 2 plus strike percentage uh, divided by 2 plus luck plus 4.69. Just plus luck? Yep. Plus luck? Plus luck. I'm going to guess that these guys don't get laid. 
You don't think so? And this is coming from me, historically a not getting laid kind of guy. Joel. Even by my standards, like, this is off the charts. All of the guys in the Big Bang Theory got laid, like, six times apiece over the course <laughs> of that show. So everybody is getting some. Yeah. The uh, factor of 4.69 was added to make the number fit on a 0 to 10 scale. Oh, my God. Yep. So they were thinking. Well, there has been some disagreement on the calculation of Castulli's luck component. <laughs> you general, don't yeah, say. Yeah, there's a little bit of controversy difficulty uh, coming up with a simple number that would, would define the abstract concept of luck. Sure. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yep. Uh, the general consensus among sports writers seemed to be that a player with a below-average ERA and an above-average XFIP has been unlucky. Mm. Yeah, that's true. There we go. So there is some luck there. Right. There's a way to quantitatively calculate luck <laughs> in baseball. I can't believe I'm taking this side of things. <laughs> this huh. is... Your nerd has completely taken over in this one. That's true. I think true. You're, you're looking at these guys and you're seeing your fellow computer programmer types. That's true. I understand these people. I don't <laughs> understand the other people. Uh, following the model of his pitching nerd, Team Nerd tries to give quantitative value to the aesthetic value of each of the 30 baseball teams. For, factor, it, for factors, it accounts age, park-adjusted weighted runs above average, oh my Park-adjusted home run per fly ball, team speed, bullpen strength, team defense, and luck, <laughs> which is base runs minus actual runs scored. Oh, my God. And payroll. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This looks like this. Age times two plus batting plus HR over FBZ plus SBAZ plus SBRZ plus XBTZ times 0.33 plus blz plus urz plus pay z plus luck <laughs> everything's addition except for one uh times two and one times 0.33 yeah yep this is this is all horrifying in a recent interview castuli admitted that there is a disconnect between the rays high t-nerd rating and low audience attendance <laughs> saying that he has considered adding a park adjustment to his formula, which would reflect either the stadium itself or attendance relative to the stadium's capacity. Yeah. Does, Go figure. Did he need that to figure out that people in Tampa are shitty and they don't go to sporting events? Yeah. Yeah. But overall reception of this statistic has been positive. Really? And Fangraph started reporting Team Nerd in Zestuli's One Night Only columns beginning in August 23rd, 2010. Everything about this just screams... Like, I love numbers, but at yeah, a certain you do. point, you have to And you love back, baseball. Yeah, and say that the, the aesthetic appreciation cannot be quantified unless you're this guy and you come up with this weird arbitrary statistic. Joel, I give you a two. Fuck you. I give you a two nerd. <laughs> I I give you a negative six nerd. You can't. It's got to be between zero and ten. And that brings it to another wide world of weird, weird sports. Oh, Joel, Joel wasn't paying attention. That's why I was able to zoom in at the end. end. 
citizens of Podcast Town, this brings to the end another sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, Phil's going to give you some of our contact information. You can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, please comment, please follow. Look, I get it. You all listen on iTunes. We see the stats, but check out soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. Let us know that you exist. And speaking of letting us know you exist, you can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast and you can communicate directly with us. Or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sports number three podcast, period. Exclamation point. Hey, Phil. Hey, Joel. Uh, so I've been I've been doing some scratch work here. You don't I think, say. I think I've come up with a way to give a numerical zero to ten score for the quality of each podcast episode. Oh, this one was a one. Yes. Yeah, so we... we we well, we begin by taking the amount of time that Phil speaks. Sure. Okay, and then we subtract the amount of time that Joel speaks. Yep. Okay, then we multiply by the number of jokes that Jordan has written. Yeah. Okay, and then we add how many wide world of weird sports segments there is. Okay. All right, and then we multiply <sighs> by how many times we do only baseball. Wait a second. What? What's the only baseball one? <laughs> well, that's... Multiply that's by... Yeah. Ugh. All right, well, I, I, I guess I'm back to the drawing board. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.